What's up, everyone? I want to welcome you back to another Nip City Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matt Nip City Ptolemyo, coming at you with the second podcast of the 2021 Fantasy Football season. Here in the studio today, we have a special guest. We have a big guy in the fantasy football community. We have Tommaso Tolis here with us today. How are you doing, everyone? Yes, Tommaso T. Tolis. Call me T. Call me Big T. Call me Chief. Never floats your boat. I'm just happy to be on here and help you guys with some fantasy advice. There you have it. Now, today we're going to be talking about five guys that you want to target. You know, it's very early. The, obviously, these things could change, but we want to give you a list of five early guys you could target in your leagues based on their ADP, based on how they played last year, you know, based on a bunch of stuff. So we're going to give you that list, and then we're going to kind of dive into all the free agency signings. It's mainly the guys on new teams and talk about how their va- fantasy value either change for the better, change for the worse, and stuff like that. So, T, you want to get us started with a nice little sleeper? So, I'll, yeah, Nips, I'll start it off with one sleeper that I'm really confident in this year, and that is running back for the Baltimore Ravens, J.K. Dobbins. Now, some of you might be thinking, yeah, okay, T, obviously, Mark Ingram leaves. He had a good last uh, second half of the season last year. He should be due for another one. But for people that don't know, the Ravens, Lamar runs the ball. If you guys watch football, Lamar will mainly get you your rushing touchdowns, which will definitely help in your league, obviously, from a quarterback standpoint. But having J.K. Dobbins prove himself last year in training camp, being quote-unquote the best player out of that whole camp that whole last year, and then proving again at the end of the year that he wants that starting job and will fit well in the system, I think it's a no-doubt J.K. Dobbins can be your flex option you won't even have to have a receiver there i love jk dobbins i think he was great at the end of the year i think i put in my rankings i had him going end of the second round i think that's a great time to target him after you get your first round running back to add that second running back with dobbins as your rb2 i think that's a phenomenal play and a guy i would definitely target now going off that i'm going to go with a guy who i think will be right next to him i'm going to go with cam Akers. i like cam Akers a lot this year you know he struggled early last year but that was mainly because McVay kind of started with the running back by committee. You know, you had Henderson there, and now you have, and then you also have Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown's now gone, and Henderson is kind of falling off. He's not really attributing to the team anymore. You know, and since week 12, uh, Cam Akers had a huge workload. He had 20-plus carries, and he had multiple 100-yard games. So I think at the end of the second round, a guy like Dobbins, a guy like Akers is a guy you need to target because I both think they're going to have great years. And McVay even also said that Akers can get 25 carries a game. And with Stafford now there, I think it could be a little different offense. I think you could have a little more running play involved. So I think Akers is a great guy to target. I couldn't agree more with you, Nips. Akers, like you said, he had a great, he had a decent first half. He did catch a little bit of the injury bug too, which Mm -hmm. definitely hurt him and the Rams' whole offense almost. But again, I agree with Nips. There's no way you can't you can't sleep on Cam Akers and with a new quarterback. Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to talk about a little later about certain guys like Josh Jacobs, for example, how their fantasy value is valued now. And these are some guys like Akers and Dobbins who are in their sophomore years now who I like even more than a vet, kind of like a little veteran yeah, you, guy, you Josh could Jacobs. Say, you could say you like J.K. Dobbins over taking, let's say, even like how Nipsa said Josh Jacobs or even like any of the running backs in Vegas now with yeah. Kenyon Drake. Yeah. You could take Dobbins and be probably better off with that pick. I agree. I agree. I like Dobbins a lot. And um, a lot of Lakers, man. Now, I'll go back to – I'll give you guys another sleeper from my end. And it kind of, again, goes along with uh, Nips, who just said Cam Akers and the Rams. I'm going to have to say Matthew Stafford. 
I know quarterbacks aren't obviously picked in the first few rounds unless you're Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, or even Deshaun Watson, you could say. But Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. Now, people might think, oh, whole different offense. Rams like running eye for him. And Matthew Stafford can chuck the ball as far as the best of them with Mahomes and Josh Allen. Maybe even farther, some people might say. Mm -hmm. But Matthew Stafford in Detroit never had the cast that he needed to help him succeed. He did it. Now in I didn't the, like uh, his coaching either. And and the coaching as Nip yeah. said. He didn't have he didn't it didn't fit. It didn't fit. But now with the Rams, he's got the best defender in the league on his team. And then uh, what, a top two corner in the league with yeah. Jalen Ramsey too on his defensive side, which he's never had anything close in Detroit. Yeah. And then you give him a even you give him a more and you give him a more depth at wide receiver than he's ever had in Detroit. Now, you people are going to say, what about Calvin Johnson? What about quote-unquote prime Golden Tate? Yeah. And then you had Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay coming mm-hmm. in at the end. And you could say, oh, what the heck, T? What are you talking about? And TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. But the Lions, again, so different from the Rams. They didn't have the O-line to help. Matthew Stafford's always rushed in the pocket. His whole career's been like that. But with the Rams now, he, he could be your last pick in the draft is Matthew Stafford. Listen, that, I was just going to mention on that. I like – let me say this. He never really had that online, and he never had that coaching, and they didn't really use Matthew Stafford to strengths. That is what I think Sean McVay is going to do with him. Now, I, I do think maybe because of the hype of him in L.A. now, his draft stock is going to rise. Maybe he'll go a little earlier amongst QBs. But we're forgetting there's a lot of QBs in the draft this year, like a Deshaun Watson, like a Justin Herbert. Who I, are gonna you be can even take that. Tom Brady over him yeah. with the whole Bucks organization, yeah. literally coming back, the whole Super Bowl yeah. team's there. And I, I do like the Stafford pick. If I have to see what round he's going in first, but even if it's earlier than I like, I might be willing to take him. You it's know, if play. he is going between the eighth and tenth round, I like that a lot. I and, like that a lot. And, and I have Cooper Cup, who and uh, who's the other one? Robert Woods. And, and you have Robert Woods that actually love those deep balls because, like I said, Rams run out of the I form a lot. A lot of play action yeah. routes. Matthew Stafford's definitely the guy, like I said, that can sling the ball to them deep, too. It's just, it seems too perfect almost for him. And keep an eye out for Van Jefferson. I like him mm-hmm. a lot because, they, let me tell you this, McVay loves him. McVay yep. loves Van Jefferson. They just haven't been able to really get him in that offense because of the other weapons and because of the limitations with Goff. So I, I expect Van Jefferson to make a run here in the season. I'm going to add another sleeper. I'm going to go with a wide receiver who some of you like last year. You know, I took in our 20-man last year. I'm going to go LaVisca Chenault. I like him because, listen, he's talented. He is a talented wide receiver, okay? I think he's going to go between the 8th and 10th round due to the fact that they're adding the new QB now. You add Trevor Lawrence, you know. He averaged only 8.5 fantasy points last year, but he didn't really get the targets. But in his last... Five weeks of the season, he had Mike Glenn in his QB, and he scored four touchdowns. That's impressive. I love, I say this a lot in my podcast, I say this to you a lot, I love targeting guys who towards the end of the year get a bigger role because that's when these teams really test out their players, and the, t- the guys that shine are the guys I like the draft la- uh, the following year, like DK Metcalf was one, for example. I loved him at the end of the season and last year, and he was great, you know? But I think he's an explosive wide receiver. I think Trevor Lawrence would fit perfectly with them, you know. And I, I, th- I like that he is now Marvin Jones and DJ Shark on the other side, so the pressure is all not on him. And I think even over the middle, Chanel could be a target. And Nips makes a great point with the Jags adding. I mean, obviously it hasn't happened yet, but we can all We're know, everybody listening Lawrence. this, Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to go yeah. to Jacksonville. And speaking of this Jacksonville for a second, there are – Actually planning great for Trevor Lawrence to come back. As Nip said, they got Marvin Jones. Chanel could have a big year, as Nip said, with all the stats and with Mike Lennon. 
And it just it looks it looks good in Jacksonville. Now are they gonna win their division? Maybe not. Are they gonna make the playoffs? Probably not. But they have a really deep team that can definitely take them far. And uh, I'll go back to adding another sleeper. And now my sleeper is for people listening. It might get a little repetitive for what teams are on. But I'm going to have to say Kendrick Bourne with the New England Patriots. Now, look, yeah, I'm, I definitely have some Cam Newton haters. I'm a Patriots fan myself, people listening. So, I, 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 but Cam Newton, he had a trouble with his shoulder last year. I mean, obviously nobody had any training camps or preseason games. So, but coming off of two shoulder surgeries on the throwing arm in the same year, it's very tough for Cam. But with the weapons now, he's Kendrick Bourne. And even Nelson Aguilar, you can say, as another sleeper. You you could draft both of those guys, and I think they're going to have great production. Kendrick Bourne last year only dropped four total balls, four total, out of what? Let's let's see. He didn't even play maybe the whole year. Let's yeah. say fourteen games. You got a guy playing fourteen games almost every snap, and he's only dropped four balls the whole year. And that was with below average QBs throwing to with him. Be- exactly, but as Nip say, with below average QBs throwing to him. Now you have MVP Cam Newton. Who, like I said before, people might think he might have it anymore. But I think this year off and him really actually getting back into it, Kendrick Bourne, definitely a sleeper that people should think of picking in later rounds. No, I like that a lot. You know, I said this last year with the Miami team. When you're in free agency, you don't need to target the big guys. Because I know a lot of people said, hey, why didn't the Pats go for Kenny Galladay? You know, why didn't we go for that huge receiver? But the little guys add up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think Kendra Bourne is going to play a great role in that system. You Some, know, I think somebody's got to help Nikhil Harry. Am I right, Nip? Yeah, somebody I, has to I help think, him. I wouldn't be shocked if before draft night, Nikhil Harry is traded. So that even gives a bigger role to Kendrick Bourne, even a bigger role mm-hmm. to Nelson Aguilar, even Julian Edelman too, you know. Um, I actually even like Bourne more than Aguilar right now because I think Aguilar is going to be drafted a little too high. Mm-hmm. So I like Bourne even more because I think he's Bourne's coming, probably Aguilar go, is coming off that big year, yeah. so people might freak about it. I, I would honestly say Bourne would go 12th, 13th round right exactly. now if I had a guess off the top mm-hmm. of my head. That's you know, a sleeper. Based, he's the one wide receiver on the New England Patriots. People listening, come on. Yeah. It's New England. They have <laughs> Belichick, guys. Don't Don't mm. sleep on Kendrick Bourne. Now, I'm going to also hop on the wide receiver train, and I'm going to give you a guy who most fancy players knew last year and took, you know, because they liked him. But this year, I think he's going to be even better, and I think that's Brandon Ayuk. Now, I, I in my notes, I wrote down that they're going to have possibly a new QB instead of Jimmy G. Now, this was before the the great trade with Miami, San Fran, and I'm Philly. I'm hurt you a little bit, huh? I, you know, as a Miami fan, I, I like it because we traded back – we pretty much went back three picks to probably get the guy who we're going to get three, and we added a first-rounder and a third. I can't complain. I like it. I want Jamar Chase. I wouldn't be upset with a Kyle Pitts or even an offensive lineman. But nonetheless, 49ers, if you're trading up to the third pick, you're drafting a QB. There's no doubt in my mind. No you don't doubt. trade up for anything other than a QB. I, can't, I could not think of any other person the Niners could draft at the third pick besides a QB. I completely exactly. agree with this. And whether that is going to be Zach Wilson, who I think – most likely he's going to go to the Jets, but whether it's Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, no matter what, they're going to, I think, even if they don't even play that year, even with Jimmy G, I like Brandon Ayuk because I think there's going to be that, there needs to be that number one wide receiver on the 49ers, you know? He needs to make a name they, for himself. Exactly. He's very talented, too. You know, weeks 13 through 15, he had a really good stats, and every week, this is my favorite stat, every week he either had 100 yards or he had a touchdown. 
when he was healthy. And that's the stats I like to see. That's the stuff. And I don't trust Debo Samuel that much because of his injury past. Um, he gets a, he gets hurt a lot. I, I don't like it too much, you know. And realistically, don't get me wrong, they have George Kittle. George Kittle's a phenomenal target. But I do think that Brandon Ayuk's going to have to step up because I think he's a big playmaker and I think he could be a great role for, in this 49ers team, especially with Shanahan, who's one of the great most creative coach. offensive minds great in coach. the league, you know, so... And people forget like people forget about the Niners. They were Super Bowl contenders just two years ago. Two years ago, and now it stinks that they had to play. You know, Kansas City with Pat Mahomes yeah. and better. But Niners were hurting a little bit on the side too. So Ayuk, yeah. definitely a sleeper pick. Now I'm going to change the positions for sleepers right now, and I'm going to go to tight ends. Some people might say might be thinking, oh, he's going to talk about Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith on the mm-hmm. Patriots again. But that's not really the case, people that are listening. My sleeper at tight end, again, you guys might call me crazy, but I'm going TJ Hawkinson. Now, look, like with that Stafford golf trade, I think that the Rams definitely got the better end. I'm not a big golf believer, but if you look at Jared Goff's past stats, especially just to his tight ends, uh, Gerald Everett, Nips, yeah. if you can help me out here, yeah, he played last year. Gerald Everett, tight end of the Rams. I think we all saw he had, what, two. 100-yard receiving games with two touchdowns just around there. And, guys, Jared Goff loves his tight ends. Like I said, he loves his tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, he played good. He's definitely a good, like, touchdown tight end. If you needed to uh, sub him in, maybe you had Dan Wallen. He uh, he had a bye week. Definitely put TJ Hawkinson in there. But I think now with Goff, who likes to really throw the ball more around the different options, as you saw on the Rams, Cooper Cup didn't have – always a 120-yard gain and two touchdowns. Sometimes Robert Woods would have it. And then again, sometimes Gerald Everett would have a 100-yard gain. You know, it's Jared Goff, I think, likes to really throw the ball around. And I think with Detroit, with losing Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson's the last piece of the puzzle there. And people obviously are going to take Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, uh, and I guess TJ Hawkinson, they, you have to take him. You have to, don't, do not sleep on TJ with the new Jared Goff edition who loves his tight ends, loves them. Realistically, who do the Lions have as weapons? They really don't have they don't anyone. Have anybody. I, it's, gotta, it's just TJ. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, they did add a few guys, but... They T- have no star anymore. They have no star, and TJ was great last year. Great he was last great year. Last great last year. Great with the limited touches that he would get anyways. He, he was one of my favorite guys to draft last year. I took him in a lot of my leagues. I, what I did last year, I, I took Hawkinson, I took Jazeki to balance out. Or I take Hawkinson, I take Font to balance out because I didn't know how they would do to be exact, but I liked them a lot. So Hawkinson was my main tight end in most leagues, and he was great. You know, he finishes a top five tight end. You know, he probably would have been top three if it wasn't for like Tanya and scoring all those touchdowns or I've. Obviously, he wasn't close to a Kelsey, but he was he was phenomenal throughout the year, and I think he. He's I gonna, think he's got to be a sleeper. He's going to keep year. it up, you know. People, I, obviously, everybody, the tight end threshold in fantasy, it's really small. Everybody knows that. And I'll tell you this, as a Miami fan, I know a lot about Dan Campbell, the new head coach, because he was our intern for a year, and he likes tight ends. He does. Loves he, his tight he ends. Likes his and tight golf, ends. like I said, guys, golf loves his tight ends too. Everett had a lot of big games last year for. Him. Uh, Angeles, L.A. Rams. Who? The, the L.A. Rams. Yeah, now, yeah, right? yeah. For Los Angeles. And it's just, he loves his tight ends. He can't, do not sleep on T.J. Hawkinson, guys. I can't stress it enough. No, I love T.J. And, you know, I don't love the Lions team. And I don't love Jerry. Well, who's going to score? You're exactly, not going to lose exactly, every game exactly. 21-0, you know? Mm-hmm. Now go back to Nips with his sleeper. Now, this one 
is a guy I want you to target late because I think he, he's going to go late and I think he's going to be a little underappreciated. Now, I didn't even write this one down. I'm just going to spitball this one off the top of my head. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. And now, this is you got This is why. Now, come draft night, I could be completely wrong and blown away. But personally, I don't think the Falcons are going to take QB at four. I don't, I don't, think, I so don't think so. I think they either trade down with a team like maybe Carolina, could maybe be. a team like Denver, or even, maybe even, even New, New England. England. Even you New know, England. I think they could trade down. And I think because of the QB interest, I think there's going to be a lot of weapons that are going to fall. Like Miami at six, you really realistically, if the Bengals go all line, you're going to be able to draft like Kyle Pitts. You're going to be able to draft like Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. You know, there's a lot of weapons. It's a big and draft class. Exactly. This year. So what I'm saying is, I think let's just say the Falcons hypothetically stick at four and they take either O lineman or Kyle Pitts. I'm going to say that helps Matt, Matt Ryan tremendously and. People don't realize this. Whether you like Matt Ryan or not, he's great fantasy-wise. He's great. He's great Guy every year. A lot. Now, he still has weapons. I still think Julio's a top five receiver in the league. He's, I still, I think he's top three. I think if you look at a wide receiver two, strictly standpoint, I think Calvin Ridley's the best. He's got to be the probably best. the best wide receiver two in Especially the league. Especially after a great last you know, season. With they, dealing with injuries. They too. have Hayden Hurst. They have five first-round offensive linemen. Okay. Five guys who was taken in the first round starting at O-linemen. Now, whether you t- take an O-linemen or not, the O-line is still not bad. You have a new head coach, Arthur Smith, who transformed Ryan Tannehill's career. He was the reason that Tannehill was so good. So I think that people are going to, like, saying, hey, Falcons, QB, like, bye-bye Matt Ryan. And realistically, Matt Ryan's going to fall on all these draft boys and have a phenomenal year. So Matt Ryan is the QB. Because, again, I, I I say this all the time. I do not like to take a QB within the first five rounds, you know. I like to take a QB late. I like to build my team first. I like to add depth to the bench. And I really think Matt Ryan's that guy you could take in the 12th, 13th round and have start all year and not even be worried. That's a great pick, Nips. So for my last five sleepers, you guys, you guys, people listening might not be too happy with this one, but I'm going to have to go with Chase Edmonds, the running back from Arizona. And you guys are going to listen to me when I say this. So... I think if my memory's right, Nips can help me out too. Yes. Two to three years ago, David Johnson was still on the team, correct? Yes. On Arizona? Correct. Two to three years ago, David Johnson and Chase Edmonds are there. And then again. Three years two, ago, David Johnson was a fantasy MVP. Three years ago, David Johnson's fantasy MVP. Next year, David Johnson goes down. Who comes in, puts up almost two touchdowns a week on just 50 yards? Guy doesn't even. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. He. he I bet you guys even noticed it last year when uh, Kenyon Drake got hurt. Chase Edmonds comes back in there, gets touchdown a week. Definitely a touchdown a week. And I think the Cardinals, they're missing that little piece on their offense. Now, again, I'm pretty sure Nips and I are going to talk about this later, about the free agency signings. They did just get A.J. Green to the Cardinals, which (laughs) might make you guys think, oh, why get Chase Edmonds who's going to throw the ball all the time? And then, again, they have Kyler Murray, who, again, runs the ball kind of how, like I said, for J.K. Dobbins and Lamar. But Chase Edmonds is used a lot in that Arizona offense. He, he ran it even when Kenyon Drake came back and when David Johnson came back a few years ago off their injuries. They still gave it to Chase, and they really believe in him. And now with Kenyon Drake and David obviously gone, Chase Edmonds, I just feel like, again, you could definitely put him in as your flex in a late 10th-round pick. Or the last year I got him off the waiver wire, yeah. Chase Edmonds. I, I think you can miss out on him. I think he's a great running back with a high value who gets a lot of receiving touchdowns, yes, too. Not big, just running. Yeah, he gets big, a lot of receiving touchdowns. Yeah. So I think Chase Edmonds is a great sleeper pick as well if you need a running back. 
Now, depending on what Arizona does in the draft, because that's that's the biggest question. We have to see what Arizona does in the draft. Um, Chase Edmonds can be a guy that you could definitely target because I think he's going to go eighth round around the same time about Devin Singletary about last Singletary year. Range. Now, those running backs who step up and take over the backfield, kind of a coin flip. Mm-hmm. And I think Arizona still has a de- they have a decent old line. They still need to work on it. You know, they, they re-signed a lot this year. They made some moves with uh, the Raiders to try mm-hmm. to, to trade for some guys. I think Chase Edmonds could be a guy that in the eighth round where you're sitting there like, hey, I need I need this. I need Maybe you have I too many running backs with the yeah. bye, same bye week. Chase exactly. Edmonds I, is your guy. I, I need a flex guy. I need a number one running back on my bench. Chase Edmonds can be that guy if you want to stack him, you know. If you need, if so you I, need it, Chase Edmonds is not a bad pick, I'm telling you. I do guys. like him. Now, I'll quickly hit you with my final got a target and th- this is probably my favorite player in the league nipsey has been talking about him a lot now guys. I- i'm not saying him because he's my favorite i'm saying him because i think he's that good now i think terry mclaurin is gonna probably go in the third round okay third round maybe Can't. maybe maybe he jumps second round but i think he's gonna go third round this year now i've said for a while that the team I wanted Deshaun Watson to be traded to, because, you know, we heard a lot of rumors about Miami, the Jets, you New know, England. the Broncos, New England. I said for a while that Deshaun Watson should be traded to Washington. And I say that because, one, you have a great coach in Ron Rivera who mm-hmm. played with a similar style in Cam Newton. You have arguably the easiest division in football. You have weapons like McGloin, now Curtis Samuel. You have a decent line. You have a very young defense. And I Antonio just, Gibson. You have a great I, running back. Exactly. And I honestly thought that if Deshaun Watson went to Washington, Washington that he could win that division. Easily. He would do better than Dak in Dallas, and he would win that division. Now, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's old. You know, he's, He knows how to get the job you know, done. He's a though. vet. But he throws, dude. He throws. throws a lot of footballs. And to my point of Watson, the whole reason I said that is because if you put Deshaun Watson in a Washington with Terry McLaurin, and I'm not just saying this to say this, it's, it's Terry McLaurin would finish as the number one f- receiver in the NFL that year. He would be that good. I think he's a top five talented receiver, and I think he would literally finish number one with Washington. Now, with that being said, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick now, Okay. Now, the addition of Curtis Samuel helps Harry McLaurin. Okay, it takes the pressures off McLaurin because last year was all McLaurin show. You know, you had Sims. You had Sims. You had Sims. You had Logan Thomas step up. But now, with the addition of Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel is going to be used in a lot of play action plays. Mm -hmm. He's going to be used all over the field. McLaurin's going to be that standout one. And I think. The corners in that division are weak. I like after the Eagles like, lose Jalen Mills. I like. I don't, don't get me wrong. I like Slay. I like Bradbury. But compared to other divisions, I think they're on the weaker side. I think. Be. I think Dallas still needs to. Dal- I, don't I think Dallas is going to take a corner. Dallas in the draft. has um. If Nips can help me out here, it's uh, Stephon Diggs's brother, right? Uh, yeah. I forgot his first name. But uh, Trayvon. That, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, that's the only corner in that division yeah. besides how Nips said Slay and Bradbury. It. They got three. They have three. I would, I guess, good is the word I would put for that. Not great, no. and I wouldn't even say they're decent because they're better than decent. Now, <coughs> Terry McLaurin finishes wide receiver nine last year. Mm-hmm. Now, fill fill me in for the ones I'm missing, but but his QBs last year were Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke, and I think there was one more, Alex Smith, and Alex Smith. Thank you, mm-hmm. who all were below average. You know, respect Alex Smith so much, but average, average, average to say the best. Average. Okay, and. 
he did, he, he still put up numbers. He still put up numbers. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, the addition's going to be good. I wouldn't be shocked if they still take a guy if someone falls in the first round all the way to pick 19, I believe they have. But I like Terry McLaurin. He's a guy I would target. I wouldn't even – he's one of those guys you don't even have to worry about the QB, but you should. But third round, wide receiver one or two, McLaurin's the guy. Got it, pick. Now, we'll quickly discuss just some impacts of the free agency. Dude, I, free- I would love to start off with Josh Jacobs and oh, Kenyon Drake. We want to start there. Yeah, I, I do. We're I going would, New England. You're going to be excited. No, I, we can do Josh we'll, Jacobs. We'll start Josh Jacobs and then we'll hit New England. Well, you want to go first or you like me to speak about it? I'll, I'll go quickly. Now, as we mentioned earlier, there's guys – I think Jacobs is going to be – if I had to put him on a ranking here, I would say 15th. So I think he'll go mid-second round. Agreed. Okay. Now, I think now, guys, because Aaron Jones stayed, I think he'll go before him, you know, and stuff like that. The, addi- the, the deal was like two years, 15 mil. You Just don't, around there. You don't pay that kind of money for Kenny Drake to be a backup. Now, I still think it's going to be 65, 35, maybe 60, 40, Josh Jacobs show. But Kenny Drake is a better pass catcher. Kenny Drake can do a lot of things Josh Jacobs can't. Now... Does this mean I wouldn't take Jacobs in the second round? No, but it means I like a lot of other guys instead. And the, what, I, what I think about Kenyon Drake is if I take Josh Jacobs one, I want to handcuff him with Kenyon Drake. I want to handcuff him. Second, if I'm taking Kenyon Drake in the 10th, 11th round, he's not a guy. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind being on my bench just in case Jacobs gets injured because then that's going to be the Kenyon Drake show there. Mm-hmm. And because Gruden does what Gruden wants, yep. he has his own offensive plan. He has his own. He, he he almost LeBron GMs the exactly. Raiders. Exactly. Gruden, Gruden does exactly what he wants, and I have to go along with Nips with the handicap thing. Yeah. If you are thinking about picking Josh Jacobs, I will definitely suggest getting Kenyon Drake too. Now, last year, and just one of my fantasy leagues, not mean the brag to any of you people listening, but I had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I was just going to bring up that point. I love and that you brought that up. I had up. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and as like I said, going along with this, that handicap option, it's just both of those running backs are great. Nick Chubb, arguably top five, mm-hmm. not even just last year. You could say overall in the league is a top five running back. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, before he drop-kicked his girlfriend, you could have said the same <laughs> thing too. You're the top five running back in the league. And it's not bad to handicap teams that have two great running backs like the Raiders and like the Browns. If you're going to get Josh Jacobs, you might be scared of Kenyon Drake because of the injury bug that he does go through sometimes. But I would still try to get both of them if you're thinking about getting at least one. Because with the split times, it's just a kill in fantasy. Like I said, I had Chubb and Hunt. They both would put up a hundred. I had all the rushing yards for the Browns. They put up a hundred yards, and they both had a touchdown. Yeah. It's crazy. The handicap. I highly suggest if you're going to think about getting Jacobs. Yeah, you know, the real quick out on that. You know, I was the biggest Nick Chubb fan last year. I still love him this year. I think he's a first round guy. Has take to be. It, take him the first round if you can. Now, with that being said, he got injured. He he was mm-hmm. out for at least like four or five yep. weeks, and I was scared to take Nick, uh, to take Kareem Hunt in most leagues because he was going a little earlier than I liked. I already had Chubb, and I said, you know. There's no point in taking two. I was wrong. I was wrong. Taking two was right. It was the right move based on the injuries and based on their product, like how productive they were. Kareem Hunt was still a RB two flex play even with Hunt starting. I, so take both. Take, take both. both. Take that's both. my that's my thing. Take but both. Let's talk New England now. I know right, you want. Let's to talk. Say. Let's get a little New England hype. Let's get a few claps for the podcast. Come on, big Patriots guy. All right. The New England free agency situation, as I talked about with the Kendrick Bourne sleeper pick earlier, 
everybody might be scared of Cam Newton as their quarterback. And again, you could even put Cam Newton as our sixth sleeper because he has all the weapons now. But with New England signing James White back, who hasn't, I'm knocking on wood, in case you don't hear this, yeah. people listening, <laughs> James White has not fumbled in every in all the years that he played. Great pickup. Nelson Aguilar, breakout year last year, gets in retrospect, after his year last year, he could have got a bigger deal somewhere else. But I'm glad New England got to him and got him pretty cheap, too, in my eyes, after his production last year. Again, we're going to talk about Kendrick Bourne. Dude had four drops last year, signs a three-year, 22.5 mil deal. I think that's perfect. And then the bigger signings, the Hunter Henry signing, Jonu Smith, uh, getting David Andrews back is huge, trading with the Vegas to get Trent Brown, signing Matthew Junon and getting Jalen Mills. The New England Patriots are going to be scary just because of all these free agency pickups. And again, if you guys want even more sleepers, the both tight ends on New England, you could pick them up. I wouldn't pick both of them now. That's getting a little crazy. But I would definitely pick one of those as a free as a whatever. If you need a tight end, do not be afraid to get Hunter Henry or Janu. And if you need a defense late, don't be afraid to pick the Patriots. We got a lot of stuff going on. And I just our defense is great. If we sign an extension with Gilmore too, it's it's scary for the AFCs. Now the Bills are still as dominant as they are, as Nips is going to say, and even Miami may be out coming off a good year. But I think with Belichick there to the free agency, he did great, and I think I think it's going to be good. I think a lot of people on the Patriots have high value in fantasy. The New England Patriots, man, are like a girl that you don't want to go for, but you still do. But yeah, you know, it's crazy. I, the, I tip my cat off to them more in their offensive lineman signings than more than anything. David, getting David now, Andrews back was huge, in my, in my opinion. Now, strictly fancy talk, I would not target a running back unless it's Dean I wouldn't Harris, ta- unless I, he falls I, late. Unless I agree with Nips. I would not take any of the yeah. Patriots running backs as, like, top anything. Now, top any, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Now, wide receivers... I like Kendrick Bourne more than I like Nelson Aguilar. And depending where Julian Edelman goes, people are kind of forgetting about him because of these free agency signings. So I would definitely target him if he's late. You know? Um, it's not Nick, a bad target. Coming off an injury, too. People might still say he's old, but Wes and, Welker had a great career in Denver when he was exactly. old. And he had Peyton Manning. Now, until I know what team he's on, I can't tell you Nikhil Harry I like yet. You know, I love Nikhil Harry. I loved him out of Arizona State. I love the pick when you took him. But I can't tell you until... Cause you I can't. can't. I, I, I agree think, with Nips. You think can't. you're gonna trade him. I do. I. It's like it's a it's, gut feeling. You know. I think you're gonna trade him. Now with the tight end situation, once you signed Johnny Smith, I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved his fantasy value. Cam loves his tight ends. I loved it. He's a big target for Cam. Then you signed Hunter Henry, and I was like, oh, oh, it's tough with the two of them. Now what I'm gonna say about the two is because I don't know where they're gonna go yet. Now, I think they'll probably be the fifth and sixth tight end taken. I think they'll be in the middle of the pack, which is good, which is where you would want to take them. Now, I think Hunter Henry's going to catch more touchdowns and block more. I think Johnny Smith's going to get more receiving yards. I, that's I how couldn't I, agree more with that's you. That's how I think, I think they're going to play. I think we're really going to use Johnny Smith to get down yeah. the field, and we're going to use big body Hunter Henry to get exactly. those nice goal line touchdowns. See, it's good. It's good. They got a good thing going. But the thing that screams the most to me is that they're getting – 
Because let's be real, Cam did not throw the best last year. And yeah, I'm a Patriots really fan at all. I wish you guys could see me. I have a Cam Newton <laughs> Patriot like hooded <laughs> shirt on. I wish, but that, I agree with Nips. He just couldn't throw the ball. That, but I, again, I think that had to do with him not having enough time with his shoulder getting ready. The first game against Miami of the season, I didn't think I threw see him throw a ball at all. You know, it's tough now, to resign a quarterback that throws four to six touchdowns. Exactly, <laughs> but the but the biggest thing that jumps out to me is seeing all these offensive pass catchers that they are signing shows to me that they 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 believe that cam could throw you know they believe he can throw you know cam was one of the guys i like to take last year late and this year i would not take him as a starter but but i would take him as a backup i would tag team him with another guy who i could flip the coin with every week Mm -hmm. and go from there but i think new england could be good I think they have a tough division with Miami and uh, Buffalo. Very good because I, I do think Buffalo is only getting better. I think Miami is only getting Buffalo better. Is. But now now New England's only getting better. They they did they pulled the Miami method and signed a bunch of free agents. Season played great. Play I thought we played, played great. I thought we played it great. Uh, I don't think I dislike one signing. You know. Mm-hmm. The only other team I think we have to talk about free agency is how we kind of went over it a little bit earlier when Nips brought up Chenault. And I'm going to say it again: the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're, we can talk Jackson, they're, they're, like they did great in this free agency. I think they got a lot of guys to really get that team going again mm-hmm. after having such a great year. And I think that you know me, I was it twenty sixteen mm-hmm. when they played the Patriots in yeah. the playoffs. After coming off a great year like that, and then just losing, losing, yeah. losing again. But I think with Trevor Lawrence coming around, and again they had a great free agency pickups. I think the Jags can. They did good this free agency. If we're going to talk about teams that did good this free agency, the Jags have to be talked about. Yeah, I, I think I lo- obviously we like James Robinson. You, know? you can't now. Not. They did add, I believe it was Carlos Hyde. Now I can double check this to see if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, they added Carlos Hyde. Does not scare me though with James Robinson because I, I still think, think James he's going Robinson to get produced way too much. It was last a two-year, year six mil deal. It's light now. He is a guy I would handcuff with James Robinson, though. In the 15th, 16th round, I would take Carlos Hyde to handcuff him. You, now, you could do that because Carlos Hyde, in my eyes, will get more of the rushing yards yes. and the rushing touchdowns. Yes. Those one yard on the goal line, I don't see James Robinson getting in there. I think Carlos Hyde, that's where he mm-hmm. comes in, give it to him, him throw shoulder, tell somebody to get the hell away from me, and then he's in the touchdown. I agree with that. You could handcuff them. Now, talking Jacksonville, I want to talk two things real quick. One, I think Chark goes fifth round. I think Marvin Jones goes seventh, eighth round. I think Chenault goes tenth round. My favorite guys, like I said before, is to take Chenault. All three of them, I think, are great picks. With Trevor if Lawrence these are there. where they're going, I think they're all great picks. Marvin Jones will be the deep threat. Chark will be the number one. Chenault will do a little bit of everything. You know, so I like that. And I just want to mention this because I just I had to say it. I love the C.J. Beathard signing. Oh, my God. I think he's one of the best backups in the league. I think the 49ers should have played him over Nick Mullins. So, I, I'm sorry. I don't like Nick Mullins. <laughs> he had to get and that in there for you I guys. had to. And I, I just think because they're going to trade Minshew, I think C.J. Beathard. Now, I'm, not, I'm not taking him fantasy-wise. I just had to say it. I like the signing. Yeah. Now, let's just wrap it up real quick with Kenny Galladay. I think we Ken- just have to end it with that. And then we'll... Yeah, you can't not talk about Kenny Galladay. Him signing to the Giants is... It's big. It's big. Now... Some people might say Daniel Jones is trash. Daniel Jones isn't good. He can't get rid of the ball. He doesn't make good decisions at the right time. Blah, blah, blah. In my eyes, people listening, Daniel Jones isn't the problem in New York. They lost Saquon last year. Obviously, that hurts a ton. And that doesn't really have to do with Daniel Jones' 
like production. I mean, like maybe it takes away from the defense maybe missing a run for a pass and maybe that sense, so that maybe might throw off his passing game. But in my eyes, if the Giants, like, it was great that they got Kenny Galladay. Do not get me wrong. Great pick. Couldn't have gone better with them needing a wide receiver badly. But they needed they needed that O-line help, which is where I was going with the Daniel Jones People saying he's not good. I think they take an O lineman in the draft. They, I they, ha- I think they have to. They need an O lineman. I like they Slater. Need I like Barrett Tucker from USC. I think, I think they're going to go for one. I think they need the O line for Daniel Jones to be good. The right tackle Fleming cannot. It's like Daniel Jones. He hikes the ball and then it's traffic cones. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate the Giants being a New England fan, but I give Daniel Jones some empathy. You know, it's not always his fault. And that's, I don't know, I think the Giants could have done more in free agency and getting more alignment, but I guess we'll see how the draft goes. I'll make this quick, and I'll say a few things real quick. O-line is still a problem. You're right, O-line is still a problem. That's not going to change, you know. And I like their coach, too, Judge. I, I do He's like a great Judge. coach. I do like Judge. I Believe it or not, I actually like Jason Garrett as an OC. I don't think he's that bad. <laughs> um, but, listen... You did the right step in getting Galladay to give Daniel Jones the opportunity. The opportunity, you know. Be- besides Mallory Robinson, once he got franchise tag, Galladay was the best receiver, the best receiver to go for. You know. Now I'll say this, and I hate to copy Colin Coward. I hate, I hate, <laughs> yeah. I hate to do it. I respect him. His takes are bold, but I think he's right when he says, "Give Daniel Jones eight games. Give him eight give games him eight with games. A, with a you get a lineman in the draft, and then you give him eight games." With the weapons he has, I like the John Ross sneaky signing, you know, super cheap, super fast super fast. Guy, fast guy. Why not give him a chance, you know? And I, I hate Kyle Rudolph, but it's a, it's a good target in the end zone. Now, give him eight games. I'm not going to tell you Daniel Jones is good on this podcast. I'm not going to tell you he's bad. I'm not going to tell I'm you. I'm going to tell you pick him over anybody. All I'm going to say is watch and be careful where Galladay goes. Don't take him too high. Because of those eight games, I think Daniel Jones, you have to give him that opportunity. Now, if he fails in those eight games, so is Kenny Galladay. So I, that's I, the realistic I, part. As long as the O-line help gets in the slightest bit better for New York, I totally agree with Nips. If you give Daniel eight games and Kenny eight games, the second half of the season, as everybody knows, there's so many different standouts not even just fantasy-wise, yeah. just real NFL talk. There's so many different people making a case yeah. from their teams to be great. And you got to give the Giants – got to put the Giants into that discussion. Yeah. they got to give them the eight games to be great. Exactly. And I'll, I'll end with this real quick. I think this is going to be a very running back heavy draft. I think through, through the first, second rounds, you're going to see about 75% of the picks are going to be running backs. And with that being said, guys like Galladay are going to fall – they're going to fall a little bit. So if Kenny Galladay's there in the fourth round, don't be scared to take him because he's a New York Giant. I would say... It's like Odell in Cleveland. People are scared to take it because they exactly. got Landry and some people Just, don't believe in Baker. My, don't, don't be scared of where the people play on their yeah, teams. These are early, and I will get so much more deeper into it. I can go deep as and tell you every game Daniel Jones ever played. But the point I'm just going to say right now is see where Galladay goes. If he's going a little later than you expect... Take him. Don't be afraid to. If he's going too early, don't touch him. That could That's be, my that could be the fantasy. That could be the fantasy play that wins you guys the whole thing. Yeah. Now I want to wrap this up. I want to thank every single person for listening. I want to thank you, T, for joining me in the studio today. Hopefully, we can have you back very soon. Love and if you guys have any questions, follow me on Twitter at Nip City Fantasy. And yeah, I just you know we'll be back at it with another podcast. Hopefully, I'll be back soon, guys. I hope you guys like the information we give out, and I hope it works out for you guys later. You know, never forget value. Always go go win your league, baby. So thank you, guys. Have a good one.